0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! This is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast presented by DraftKings, the show that's so nice, we do it twice. We break it up for you so it's a little bit more easily digestible. We've got the Sunday one o'clock games that we pair them with Thursday Nighter and then Sunday late game, Sunday Nighter, Monday Nighter here in episode two. I'm Ross Tucker. Love those of you that spread the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, or just retweet or quote tweet Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasypoints.com superstar. If you ever want fantasy information, you need more than we give you on the show, you got to go to fantasypoints.com and use the code 21Feast so that you make sure you get that discount. I will be announcing the final winner of the Madden video game tomorrow on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So it's your last chance. Go to myfrontpagestory.com, get the greatest gift ever for your wife or mom or whoever your dad and maybe get a free med my joe we start with the jaguars at the rams
1: oh this is uh the rams man oh the rams oh boy um i you know i'm a matthew stafford defender and you know uh, i still think he's world's better than jared goff but Three straight games with the pick six. You got the reports coming out that his body is basically Baker Mayfield's right now, just being held together by Scotch tape. Um I, I don't know, Ross. I, I mean, have you seen enough of the Rams to diagnose what you think's going on here? The offense isn't clicking, the defense isn't clicking. They got they got to get some answers here. Now, fortunately, they're playing the Jaguars this week at home. That should be at least a nice little runway for them to try to. Land and and start to to get some positive momentum here. But what what do you see, man? Because I I I, I struggle to talk about them right
0: now. Yeah, they need uh they need this get right game. They're they're not playing very well up front. Both sides of the ball ever since the Titans kind of beat them up in that Sunday night game. Yeah, I don't know if they lost confidence or people realize you can attack them, but they're not winning the matchups up front. Really on either side of the ball, even with Aaron Donald, and Von Miller, they're not getting it done on D line either.
1: You know, and the Jaguars are kind of feisty. Like, I think they can get after the passer a little bit here. So I think, you know, this is a Jaguar team that held Josh Allen to six points. So uh, to suggest that I think that the Rams should come out and put 50 on them is probably disingenuous. Um, Now, that being said, I think if the Rams are playing in any way sort of well, they should hang 30 on the Jags. And fortunately, you know, if you picked up Odell Beckham Jr. just to get to a fantasy uh, angle here, he was basically a full-time receiver here in week 3 uh, uh week week 3 oh my god thank god no we're 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 in week 13 now baby in week 12 uh he Va- uh van jefferson and cooper cup basically played 100% of the snaps like they that that is what they're doing right now um just complete uh three man rotation there uh, not a rotation just a three man package uh all three of them are viable obviously cup and then if you need a wide receiver three van jefferson and odell beckham there's one thing to keep an eye on, though. Daryl Henderson picked up a quad injury. If he can't go, obviously, Sony Michelle is in the RB2 conversation.
0: Anybody from the Jags? Anyone? So,
1: the thing with the Jags is James Robinson is battling right now, and he's battling hardcore, um, but... He's hurting, man. His snaps are lower than, than you've used to, gotten used to with James Robinson the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's an unfortunate thing for James Robinson. His snaps, by the way, haven't hit 70% since he got hurt uh, in week eight. Week six is the last time he got there. Um, so he's hurting. They're limiting his routes run. He's still playing well enough to use him as an RB2, but just keep that in mind when it comes uh, to James Robinson. One more guy. Well, Laviska Chenault's now their slot receiver. By the way, where he's better. Um, if you need a deep wide receiver, three. I'm not too excited about it, but he's he's available there if you if you need him. One guy to keep an eye on, because this had been a Dan Arnold fan show here. We were we were talking about Dan Arnold for weeks. Well, unfortunately, Dan Arnold might be out for the season. The knee injury. James O'Shaughnessy, lad. He comes in there. <laughs> comes in there, and he. He runs a route in basically every snap. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy. You might stream him at tight end this week. That is a terrible Irish accent, and I am sorry. My name is Dolan. I've never been to Ireland. But uh, if you need a streamer, go pick up the lad, James O'Shaughnessy. Love it, Joe. I like, I like that you try. it. You know,
0: like I just like the effort is my deal. How about Washington? I like the effort from their line up front, both sides of the ball. Antonio Gibson having a nice day. Let's get to Washington at Vegas.
1: Uh, well, Washington, um, I, I really needed Antonio Gibson to not have a great game last week for a personal reason, uh, for a, <laughs> a, a high stakes league that I'm in. And of course, of course, I mean, for, fortunately, Ross, it was it was a gentle death for me because it was not torture up until the fourth quarter. Um, there was the talk this earlier this offseason about Antonio Gibson being the new Christian McCaffrey. And that was obviously just thrown asunder immediately. He's getting dinged up. McKissick's involved. Antonio Gibson. When Dolan needs Antonio Gibson to score fewer than eight points for fantasy, the man gets 36 touches. <laughs> and JD McKissick's now dealing with a neck injury. So Antonio Gibson, RB1 season. Yeah, your team might be 5-8, and eight, but, well, RB1 season for Antonio Gibson is here. Um, and I think he's going to continue to get a ton of touches against the Raiders. The bye week was obviously just what the doctor ordered when it came to Antonio Gibson. Um, It was good to see Logan Thomas back last week. Logan Thomas played on basically, uh, uh, I mean, basically a full-time role there, uh, got six targets. I know he only caught three for 31, but he is back on the tight end one radar after his role last week, Um, and Taylor Heineke, viable streamer against the Raiders this week.
0: Vegas, baby, Vegas. Waller's a little beat up. They got the offense back on track, though, against the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, so um, the one thing that they did is Josh Jacobs is starting to look good. Kenyon Drake is useless again. Um, And Josh Jacobs was a guy who I thought when he was at Alabama could catch the ball pretty well. And they're finally starting to throw him the football. So he's on the RB2 radar. Um, Keep an eye on Waller, by the way. This one's really important. And it's important because if Darren Waller can't go, you can just plug in Foster Moreau. You know, Foster Moreau had the big game against the Eagles a number of weeks back when Darren Waller couldn't play. So he's dealing with, a, it's, it's called an IT band injury. And I talked to our injury expert, Dr. Edwin Porras at fantasypoints.com, and he said, they're really hard to hurt, and it's probably not a very serious injury. So there seems to be a legitimate chance Darren Waller plays this week, but just keep an eye on it because if he doesn't go, then Foster Moreau becomes somebody who is, I mean, a, a slam dunk tight end one. Hunter Renfro is the wide receiver you can play here. Um, Derek Carr does not throw the ball to Brian Edwards. He just doesn't do it. I I, I don't know what it is, but he doesn't throw the ball to Brian Edwards. Uh, If you play Deshaun Jackson, good luck. I mean, he's not not playing the Cowboys this week. Deshaun always gets up for the Cowboys, but he's not playing the Cowboys this week. Um, Maybe he's more of a DFS option. He is somebody, like, if you're dying – he probably gives you more upside because not any, anybody you pick up off the waiver wire can score a 60-yard touchdown, but you're risking a goose egg if you use Deshaun Jackson.
0: You're also risking a goose egg if you don't take a look at PicksWise. It's the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. You can find expert picks for every game all season long, loaded with best bets, props, and parlays. You can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why Behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. PixWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Joe, the Steelers are hosting the Ravens. Joe, What's going on with the Steelers and the Ravens?
1: Uh, the Steelers' offensive line has hit a rookie wall, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger the the interception that he threw to Mike Hilton, the Mike Hilton revenge interception last week. I mean, it was on a simple out pattern, which is an NFL throw, by the way, an out pattern to the sideline, which which is what an out pattern is. I didn't think that was redundant, uh, <laughs> but the the corner undercuts it and you know an out pattern Ross you know it's an arm strength throw that thing hung up in the air like the freaking plastic bag in American Beauty okay like I mean that was floating man I uh Ben Roethlisberger just can't drive the ball anymore and and I'm not breaking any news here but the good news is with the exception of Najee Harris everybody came through for you Deontay Johnson gets 14 targets Chase Claypool gets eight targets uh Pat Fryermuth gets four and scores a touchdown. Now, of course, Fryermuth is in the concussion protocol, which is bad news because he's a slam dunk tight end one when he plays. Uh, but Najee Harris doesn't get going. I wonder if they were just looking not to overwork him at the end of a game where they were not coming back. Um, that was a disappointing game for Najee Harris. But I think they're getting their butts whipped on the offensive line. And, um that's bad news across the board for, for Pittsburgh with a quarterback who can't throw anymore. It, it's it, Look, you play your guys from Pittsburgh, but it's like almost one of those teams now, if you have Deontay Johnson, don't put the game on. Just look up the box score at the end, and you'll be like, ah, nice game for Deontay. Didn't re- in, in any way realize how painful it was to get there.
0: Ravens. What about the Ravens, Joe? They're, they're not clicking on
1: all cylinders either. Oh, my Lord. I mean... Ross, all uh, the last couple weeks here, you know, the Eagles are running the shotgun, you know, Lamar Jackson offense. And they're like, is Jalen Hurts the new Lamar Jackson and all this stuff. And maybe Lamar Jackson took that to heart, saw the way Jalen Hurts played against the Giants on a Sunday and decided, you know what, Sunday night football, I got to, I got to throw some support up for my boy Jalen. I'm going to play like him. Awful game for Lamar Jackson, four interceptions. Um, He does manage to get the touchdown to Mark Andrews, which, I mean, Mark Andrews, outside of Travis Kelsey, there's not a tight end in football, who is a better fantasy play. You know, at least uh, Hollywood Brown comes through with 10 targets for you. Here is the question I have. The Steelers have been getting crushed on the ground, just just blasted. I don't know if the Ravens have the kind of back, you know, they don't have a Joe Mixon. But I don't know if, if they have the kind of back to take advantage of that. But if I have Devontae Freeman on my fantasy team, and he's been more of a flex kind of option, a useful guy, but nothing special, ain't no better time to play Devontae Freeman than this game. The Steelers have been getting crushed on the ground. They, they had no resistance whatsoever for Joe Mixon last week. I think that I think the Ravens are going to come out and they're going to run the football. Um, Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's got any lingering side effects from his illness, but That's a guy, um, Devontae Freeman, who I want to play for fantasy right now. Uh, I don't know what matchup Devontae Freeman is going to have better than this one the rest of the season. Let's put it this way.
0: Thoroughly disappointed that it doesn't look like there will be any Debo Samuel for the matchup between the Niners and the Seahawks.
1: That one hurts. That one really hurts um, because Debo was a a league winner. It looks like he's going to miss a week or two. Looks like he avoided serious injury. But I'm just not sure he's a guy you replace. Um, What I think is going to happen is, because the Seahawks can't move the ball at all, can't score, is Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, he comes off the fingerage. We're worried all week. Oh, is he going to be limited, you know, with the finger? 33 opportunities, 27 carries and six targets. And let's throw this out there and look at this from a macro level. Lesson learned from 2021 fantasy football. Your fab is there for you to spend it. Elijah Mitchell's the waiver wire pickup of the year. and He was a week one pickup. I mean, now that's not going to be the case every year, but it it looks like somebody's going to get an opportunity. They have a nice week one game that you don't anticipate. You know, James Robinson a couple of years ago. These are the guys who ended up winning leagues for you. And Elijah Mitchell, I think, is going to be a very important player because I still don't think they really overall trust Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football. And I think they're probably going to trust him less without a weapon out there like Debo Samuel. You know, George Kittle only catches one pass in that game. That's unacceptable. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, it's just this offense is going to run through Elijah Mitchell right now. I think that's what's going to happen. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, who has been I mean a, a really good producer since he got out of the doghouse I think he's going to continue to produce and if you are dying at the wide receiver position it seems like they really like this Jawan Jennings they're calling up plays for him at the goal line he seems like a guy that they like uh, the seventh round rookie I uh, he's got some he's got some ability I think he's got some savvy to him and I think he's kind of beyond his years, that might be the pickup. If you're looking in maybe a 14-team league to replace Debo, Jawan Jennings might be the guy.
0: Okay, I like that tidbit. What about Joe? It's kind of crazy what's going on in Seattle. I mean, they're,
1: they're a disaster. Since Russell Wilson returned, Seattle is averaging 52 plays per game over the last three contests. That is, here's the fact of the matter. That's not enough for an NFL team. That's not enough for fantasy. It's not enough for them to score points. They're playing at an incredibly slow pace. They're not picking up first downs. They're not getting the ball in the hands of their two best playmakers, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. This offense is completely, utterly, almost irreparably broken right now. And I don't know how much Russell Wilson's finger has to do with it. I don't know how much Pete Carroll's maybe desire to go lay on a beach somewhere has to do with it, but it is broken right now. And I mean, I don't know. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are benchable right now. And it's on a case-by-case basis. Am I benching DK Metcalf for Jawan Jennings? Probably not. But am I benching DK Metcalf for Devontae Smith? Probably. Am I benching DK Metcalf for Sterling Shepard if Sterling Shepard comes back this week? Probably. Am I benching DK Metcalf for Jacoby Myers? Probably. I mean, that's where we're at right now, man. It's it's just brutal. And Russell Wilson's not a playable fantasy quarterback. I mean, I'd rather pick up Teddy Bridgewater off the waiver wire than play and play him this week than play Russell Wilson. It it's a disaster for Seattle. They they need to stop giving the ball to Alex Collins, Ross. I just it, it's 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 really tough go of it. We're seeing the end of the the Carol Wilson marriage, and it might be the end of each of their um individual errors in Seattle as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably almost likely at this point. Um, We got the Broncos and the Chiefs. I was surprised that the Broncos beat the Chargers the way in which they did. Chiefs coming off a
1: bye. What do you got? Well, the Broncos – attack the Chargers the way a team needs to attack the Chargers. You attack them with the with the run game. The Broncos ran for 150 uh, – ran for rather 147 yards in that game with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. That's the way you need to attack the Chargers. I don't know if they're going to have that kind of an opportunity against the Chiefs. It's – the thing that really is telling to me about the Broncos quarterback situation, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is – I mean, he is – unbelievably competent like I and I mean I think you can say that's both an insult and a compliment um but look at the fact that the money that the Denver Broncos gave Cortland Sutton vis-a-vis Cortland Sutton's production this year and the Broncos are telling you that we don't think Cortland Sutton's the problem right that's exactly what they're telling you. I mean, listen to this. In the five full games that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy have played together this year, five games, Cortland Sutton has 15 targets. And the Broncos gave him $60 million. So that tells you exactly who they think the problem here is. And and, and they think it's Teddy. Um, so that that's just uh, like... Against the Chiefs, you might say like they're going to need to score points, and I think that's viable. But I think Judy is by far the better play. Um, it, it's just, he's somebody who Teddy gravitates towards. Uh, Judy had a brutal matchup with Chris Harris last week. That's why he didn't produce. Um, but there's another problem here. Noah Fan and uh, Albert O, Okwe Bunam, the tight end, those guys are splitting uh, targets over the last few games. In the backfield, there's a split. Although, over the last two games, this is a very slight change, but it is still notable. Weeks one through nine, the snatch split between Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon was basically 50-50, right down the center. Over the last two games, it is 58 Williams, 42 Gordon. He is starting to pull away a little bit. Unfortunately, Ross, um, it's not going to be a Jonathan Taylor 2020 situation uh, where he was slow off the off the mark and then won people leagues down the stretch it's not going to be that way for Javante Williams um it's still looking like 2022 is when that's going to happen but Javante Williams is starting to come on here and I think everybody who drafted Javante Williams is seeing why you drafted him it's just unfortunate that Melvin Gordon and and credit to Melvin Gordon has refused to go away
0: yeah he does I I really thought Melvin Gordon's best days were behind him. He's played well. What
1: about for the Chiefs? Um, The Chiefs are – look, they come out, you know, after they blew out the Raiders. Oh, Mahomes is back. And, you know, I think the Cowboys offense making as many mistakes as it made against the Chiefs in that Week 11 game. Colored the fact that the Chiefs didn't play all that well. Mahomes goes 23-37 for 260 and a pick. Um, Fortunately, he put the ball in the hands of Hill and Kelsey. Um, That's good news. And, you know, I think – people are realizing that, look, the Chiefs made a luxury pick with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And even if you acknowledge that, okay, they still have to make a luxury pick, you you wonder what that offense would look like with Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift in it, as opposed to to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But here's the thing with Edwards-Alaire. He comes in, uh, and I thought they'd sit him over the bye. So he comes in. And he instantly averages over five yards per carry. The guy's just a better runner than Daryl Williams. But the problem is Daryl Williams, they still use him in those third down and passing situations, Ross. And unfortunately, um, it, it limits Clyde Edwards-Alaire's upside. But if the Chiefs want to run the ball, and they probably should given the fact that their offense still doesn't look to be clicking as much. Edwards-Alaire's upside is limited by the fact that Daryl Williams is going to play on third downs.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, Man, Chiefs kind of look like they're getting their mojo back a little bit. Speaking of mojo, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa. Visa. A network working for everyone. Joe, who's working for us in Monday night football? Huge game. Patriots at the Bills.
1: I cannot wait. So it is a huge game. Now, here is the problem with the Patriots. And count on Bill Belichick and his Bellatrix to be annoying. Because – when the Patriots weren't really good offensively, and that was to be expected, by the way, with a rookie quarterback at the beginning of this year, it was simple for me to come on this program and say, "Ross, like, there's really nothing for me to talk about with the Patriots. Like, you play Damian Harris, and that's about it." Now they're pretty good offensively. Here is the problem: they're pretty good offensively and are putting the ball in the hands of like 37 different guys. So I'm looking at I'm looking at this from a perspective where, all right. The Patriots can move the ball, but who in the hell is getting the ball? Over their last two weeks, they have basically an even three-man split in the backfield. Damian Harris has 38% of the snaps. Ramondre Stevenson has 33% of the snaps. Brandon Bolden has 29% of the snaps. Over the last two weeks, Damian Harris has 22 carries. So does Ramondre Stevenson. So like, and Brandon Bolden's playing on passing downs, which is kind of screwing this whole thing up. And they've got a full rotation in the red zone on their 20 red zone plays over the last two games. Damian Harris has 10 snaps. Stevenson and Bolden each have five. So there's like, outside of Bolden's role in the passing game, nobody really has a clear role here. And you basically need to hope for a touchdown. From their receivers, nobody's getting enough volume unless you get a touchdown. and Recently, their best touchdown score at receiver has been Kendrick Bourne, but I, I don't feel great about that. But that being said, if you want to take a shot on Bourne, you want to take a shot on Aguilar, obviously the Bills suffered a monster loss losing Trey White for the season with the ACL injury, which is going to open things up on the perimeter for Mac Jones in this passing game.
0: Bill Belichick does not care about fantasy football. Oh, God. At all.
1: He hates it, Ross. Ross, he, uh, he, he, Bill Belichick. Probably sporadically gives this podcast one star. It's like I hate fantasy <laughs> football. I hate I it. wonder.
0: Uh, I wonder if the Patriots are a little more aggressive throwing it with Tradavius White out. I'll be curious to see how that well, unfolds. What, it's what? like
1: here's here's the way I feel about Bill Belichick. Like he's like the the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. You know, they go they go out to um, when they when they first meet Muldoon the game warden in Jurassic Park. And he's talking about they systematically test the fences. That, uh, actually, that was my Irish accent. He's he's Australian, I think, or English. I don't what one of those or, or uh, one of those things uh, he is. But anyway, he says that they systematically test the fences for weaknesses. They don't ever attack the same place twice. I guarantee you, Bill Belichick, he's the Queen Raptor. He's going, to have his, he's going to have his offense attacking where Tredavious White would be to systematically test if that's now a weakness. He's not going to let the Bills ease into their transition. He wants to escape from the Raptor pit. And he's going to try to attack where Tredavious White was, I guarantee. You.
0: Like it. All right, what about for the Bills offensively?
1: Um, so they benched Zach Moss last week, and that was the biggest change. Uh, destiny is all. Matt Breda. He comes in and uh, plays 32% of the snaps. Devin Singletary plays the other two thirds. Breida gets in the end zone. Singletary led the way in carries and routes. But Matt Breida, um, he, he gave what Stefan Diggs said last week was spice to the offense. And the fact that the Bills haven't been able to run the ball, I think they're probably going to stick with this and use Singletary and Breda. Um Brita's been uh, Brita, I picked him up on Thanksgiving and used him as a flex in a couple spots where I was having a holding out hope that CeeDee Lamb would play. Comes out, scores a touchdown, does a nice job for me. So yeah, Matt Brita comes in and 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 uh, takes a bigger role. Now, you know what Bill Belichick's gonna try to do. Bill Belichick's going to try to give Stefan Diggs the Bill Belichick treatment. I'm just not sure the Bills are the team where that's the most prudent move because they can mix it around to other people. But since week six, he's the number three wide receiver for fantasy football. That is where you know, Bill Belichick's going to focus his attention.
0: Well said, Joe, Uh, make sure you follow this man on social media at FG underscore Dolan. He's such a stud and he's deserving of your follow. He's deserving of you checking out, what I think is the best website out there for fantasy football information, fantasypoints.com. Just make sure when you go over there, you use the code 21FEAST so you get the discount. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Greatly appreciate any social media spreading of the word or support means a lot. I'd love for one of you guys to get the Madden this week. So go ahead and get it. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, even money, business of sports, and the college draft. All available at Apple podcasts, rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping